and we'll dance in your presence till you come again let's all declare and we'll sing hallelujah until you come again oh we'll dance in your presence and we'll
Welcome to the Temple Time radio broadcast. What a pleasure it is for us to be back here with you today. You know, we are extremely grateful that we have this opportunity to minister to you, to encourage you, to lift you up in your spirits. For those of you who are faithful listeners to the broadcast, we say thank you. Thank you for tuning in week after week and giving us the opportunity to be a blessing in your life. Today we welcome Pastor Keno Smith to the broadcast and he will be speaking about the motivation behind Christian unity. His key scripture verse is Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 through 4. But before we go to Pastor Keno, let's enjoy the upcoming musical selection by Brother Ed Hutchison as he sings the song entitled, He Knows My Name. Thank you. 
This morning on Temple Time, I'm Pastor Kino Smith, youth pastor here at Evangelistic Temple, and it's a pleasure to share the Word of God with you this morning. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the motivation behind Christian unity. As we all know, unity is vital to the existence and the growth of the church. When Jesus prayed as recorded in John's Gospel, he prayed that the disciples would be one as he and the Father is one. That's a tough act to follow, but it is a pursuit that is worth the effort. In Ephesians 4, 1-4, the Apostle Paul gives us three ways we can build unity and the motivators behind these actions. I'll read it for you. Ephesians 4, 1-4, it says, Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, 
being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling. The first thing we see here is that the Apostle Paul is telling us to live out our call. So that's one of the first actions that we can take in order to have Christian unity. It's to live out our call. But we also see the motivator behind it. He says, because of who called you. So therefore, in light of your spiritual privileges and Christian calling that is talked about in chapters 1 to 3, he's about to tell us some information that is connected to those first three chapters. And by introducing himself here as a prisoner, he is emphatically and implicitly pointing to the level of commitment that he is expecting from his readers and by extension from us. So we should crave unity so much to the point where we should be willing to give up our freedom for it. In other words, there should not just be a profession of faith, but there should be a practice of what we say we believe. You see, when we profess our faith along with the faith in Jesus Christ, we are essentially professing that we believe in the unity of the church as well. And if that is the case, then we should practice what we believe. There should be this pursuit, this relentless, focused, intentional pursuit to live lives that promote unity. That should be the goal for every Christian believer. The Apostle Paul, in verse 1, he talks about the call. And we see in Romans 8 and 28, it says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those that love God to those who are called according to His purpose. In 1 Thessalonians 2 and 12, it says, So that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into His own kingdom and glory. And in Colossians 1 and 10, it says, So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So we know now, if we didn't know before, that it is God that called us. And this is the motivator. This is the motivator for us to live out our call. The fact that it is God Himself, the God of the universe, that calls us. You see, the Apostle Paul is exhorting and his exhortation is good. It's needed. It's beneficial. But it's not enough. You see, he gives himself now as the example. But he is sure that we know that God is the reason. And so he gives himself in prison as the example of Christian unity. But he also lets us know that he is not the reason for it. God is the reason for it. He gives himself as an example to live out the call, but he's not the reason for it. God is the reason for it. In short, we should live how God calls us to live because it was God who calls us to live that way. And that way is in a way which promotes Christian unity. The second thing, the second action the Apostle Paul tells us to do is to be consistent in our character. In verse 2, he tells us that we should be consistent in our character. He tells us to walk with all humility and gentleness and patience. But he also gives the motivator. He says, it's because of what's inside you that we should do this. We should be consistent in our character because of what's inside of us. He goes on to say in the verse, what that character looks like. It's the kind of character that promotes unity. 
You see, in the NASB, it says with all. In the NIV, it says be completely. and the NLT, it says always be. In other words, be consistent. The characteristics which I'm going to list to you, you should not only show them, you should show them consistently. You should be known by them and be truthfully identified as them. And these characteristics are humility and gentleness with patience. In Colossians 3, 12 to 13, we see this. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And so the motivator and the enabler here is love. We see it in this in this verse in Ephesians and we see it here in Colossians that this motivator is love. You see, they are able to be consistent in their character because of the love that is inside them. It is that sacrificial, it is that unselfish, it is that agape love of God. Colossians 3, 14 to 15, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Love is the enabler for us to have the characteristics that promote unity and to have them consistently. The third thing the Apostle Paul tells us to do is fight to stay connected. That's what he tells us. In verses 3 and 4, he tells us that we should fight to stay connected. And then he gives us the motivator. He says, because we are one in one and for one. You see, it is the absence of these qualities that will jeopardize Christian unity, the qualities that he just listed. And that is why he says that we should be diligent, eager to maintain, the ESV says. In other words, we should make every effort, go all out to maintain this peace, this unity. And notice he says to maintain, he doesn't say that we should build unity. He says maintain. In other words, we already have it in Christ through Jesus Christ, but it is us who must fight to keep it. In Ephesians 2, 14 and 15, we see that the unity is already there. It says, for he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. You see, the spirit himself is the agent of unity. It is through the same spirit living and working in every believer that we can truly have oneness. It is the same spirit that testifies of Christ, who is in fact the prince of peace. It is through Christ that we as individuals and as one body experience peace. And this peace is the clasp. This peace is the glue that ensures that the unity that is given to us by God will not fall apart. And verse 4 is explicitly gives us the motivation behind why we should fight for unity. The reason why we should, as Christians, should be giving our all and trying to preserve our unity. He starts off by saying that because we are one body. In other words, one church, a single, visible community, all types and manner of people who are now reconciled in Christ Jesus. Not only one body, but bought by one spirit. And this spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, indwells the body of Christ. 
It is the spirit that, 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 that gives the body life and its strength. And apart from the spirit, this body that we call the church cannot exist. And he is the guarantor of our one hope. And what is that one hope? That hope is to share in Christ's glory at the end of the age. A hope shared by every believer in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord over their lives. First John 3 and 2 says this, Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And so this oneness, the fact that we are one in one and for one is the motivator for us to fight, fight, give our all to stay connected, to have unity. Jesus prayed for the disciples and by extension his church today that we would be one that we would have unity. Let's do that. Let's, let's do what Paul says here and let's live out our call and let's be consistent in our character and let's fight to stay connected. We will experience true unity and eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the things that God will do through his church once we experience true unity. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you care for enough for us to leave your word that we can learn, that we can obey and put it into action so that we as a church can be exactly what you want us to be, that we can press toward that mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We ask God that the same Holy Spirit that brings your word alive in us would strengthen us to obey it, to put aside our, our fears about it, to put aside our biases about it, to put aside our preferences and just obey it so that we would look more like you and be light to a darkened world. And we, the church, would be the example to every other person and every other organization about what unity truly is. In Jesus' name, amen. To live is love. That's 322-8304. You can also email us at info at evangelistictemple.org or visit our website at www.evangelistictemple.org to learn more about us or watch the live streaming of our Sunday morning services. Join us next Sunday at the same time and may the richness of God's grace, His boundless love, and enduring mercy be with you now and always.